the vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Welcome, everybody, to The Christine Upchurch Show here on 1150 AM KKNW in the Seattle area and on Transformation Talk Radio around the world. You may be listening live or you might be listening after the fact on one of the many podcasts this ends up in or on christineupchurch.com. But whenever, wherever you're listening from, we're very grateful you've joined us here today and we're going to have a great show. I'm having one of my favorite guests, but before I tell you who that is, I have to say hello to the man behind the technology um, the tech wizard. He didn't like that name last time. We're still working on a little title for Mr. Benny Mathers. Hey, Benny. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. A little tired, but you know. So, but are you pointed in the right direction? Uh, oh, you'll 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 know where I'm going with that. Once I, you I have explain no. the title we're going to talk about. All right, we'll get huh? to that in a minute. Huh? You're really are, are, we doing, are we doing a different show? No, <laughs> I'll explain. Okay, in a minute. Okay, but you're excited. You're like, what is he talking about? Uh-oh. Hold your, hold your pee, keep your pants on. <laughs> I'm a little confused, and this is live radio. Yes. You're fine. <laughs> I'm really excited about our direction today because, yes, the title of the show today is. Let your intuition be your compass. Ding, ding, ding. Woo-hoo, Woo-hoo, there we go. Yeah. Bring it all I know out. so many of us. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. It's a good thing it's the end of the week. That's all I can Phew. say. <laughs> making sure you got picking up when I was laying down there. If you are on your conscious journey, or even if you're not and you're busy <laughs> struggling in this world, you long for greater clarity, greater direction, greater sort of authentic hmm, authentic flow in that proper place because it's it's oftentimes we're sort of feeling like we're just getting tossed about or we're pushing against things and we could all use some extra help and our guest today is going to be talking all about that and the person I'm talking about today is James Von Prague oh my goodness he is a world-renowned medium in fact he's pioneered the mediumship in in this world and he's a number one New York Times best-selling author he teaches people about spirituality. He doesn't just do mediumship for others. Um, he teaches us how to connect with those guides, which can offer us that direction. He's been on, oh gosh, you name the show, he's been on it, including Oprah, Coast to Coast AM. Oh, of course, and the Christine Upchurch Show. He's been here before. I'd like to welcome our wonderful guest today, Mr. James Von Prague. Hey, James. Hi, Christine. How are you doing? Uh, well, I thought I was doing well until Benny stumped me there for a moment. But, you know, I, I'm well, doing you know, well. Let, let your intuition be your compass. Get yes, it? Yes. There we go. Yes. yes. I, I have Benny's name. I'm going to throw one into the hat. Mr. Merlin. Oh, I like that. Wow. I, yes, the Merlin of technology. I need to get one of those hats now. Yes. Oh, oh please. Exactly. Right? Yeah, on top of your... your... The, sphere, the sphere of technology. There you go. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this guy. That's great. 
Okay, so so James, I know that you know you could have just continued doing mediumship forever, and you've yes. been sort of going in a, a different direction over these last several years, where you're working to empower people. Why is it important that you know instead of us going to either a medium or a psychic or you know to to help connect us with our guides, why are you encouraging people to learn how to do that on their own? Well, because we all should. <laughs> we all should because. Number one, I started a school, the JVP School of Mystical Arts, and that's going to be my legacy. And the reason I did that school, which has over 42 different courses of healing and transformation work, intuition, mediumship, and so forth, uh, it's just it's really everything I've learned in my journey. Uh-huh. And I think that um, this is not just for me. or I don't own this mediumship or psychic work at all. Uh-huh. Everybody does. Everybody's psychic for one degree or another. But so many people um, don't, aren't aware or how to use it or don't know about it. And my... My job as a medium and a teacher, I want to say, is first and foremost to become a teacher, and that's really to help people to open up to their own power, because we all have it. I mean, whether you're a medium or not, some people are more mediumistic, some people are just more psychic, intuitive, which is fine, some people more healers, but we all have to go into that inner part of our soul and, and mm-hmm. have a relationship with our soul. And I think that's, that's really where I'm, I couldn't do this work if I wasn't taught this and, and opening up to my soul self, and mm-hmm. I think we all have that. And as, as children, we come in this world very open and very aware, but then, you know, we get set down probably around the age of four or five, six. We, we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. And that we become programs what the adults want, and we get off at that little voice within. Right. And I think we need people in our lives to remind us that we are a soul having a human experience, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. So if anything, that's what I'm doing is reminding people who they are, with that little voice within, that intuition, and let intuition be your guide. Yeah. So if we have greater intuition, if we have greater connection to our ethereal support, um, how does that benefit us? Well, you know, intuition is your soul's voice. And, and life, as I, I've said this before, it's really great in that I believe that life, this journey of life, is merely um, a choice, a, a set of choices. Mm-hmm. And I think that every, there are always choices that we choose based on love or fear. There's nothing else. Mm. Only love or fear. Yeah. And fear is, of course, false ego appearing real. That's that human part, the ego part. And love is our natural vibration. It's who we are. But a lot of people choose fear because, you know, their parents want them to be successful in this art. They don't want to, they want to get involved with this, this, or they don't want to marry that person or whatever it might be. We want to live somewhere. Many of us are people pleasers. Right. And we get probably to the middle age, I would say, and we look at our lives like, wait, this isn't working out. Something's mm-hmm. still right. Yeah. It's because we're not living our authentic self according to our own soul's wishes, but we're living somebody else's life. And so, we'll never be happy until we live our own life, not someone else's. Right. So by following your intuition, your little voice within, it'll tell you what you resonate with, what your choice should be. Mm-hmm. And it's not what you think. It's, uh, who you, it's not what you think you are. It's who you are, you know? So one of the things you said, James, is that we tend to be people pleaser, and, and that's it's so true. And I'm thinking yeah, about how we're really seeking love, Right? On some level, right. without, without approval. Effect. So how, how does connecting with our guides kind of um, circumvent that, that neediness that we put towards others? So, so I think that the number one thing is connect with your soul self. So it, let's say that soul self is your, the voice of intuition, the soul's voice of intuition, mm-hmm. and honoring that knowingness within. So if we start honoring that knowingness, which may not make sense in a rational mind. You know, right. it might not make sense if we analyze a critical mind. We can't do that. There are certain things that will not make sense, but it's true for us. I mean, we have to go down this one road, like, gosh, maybe, you know, we've gone to schools because 
we're supposed to go to school, school's the right thing, and we mm-hmm. want to get a degree in, in law, and right. the family should be a lawyer, the whole thing. But then, within that person, maybe they're an artist. Maybe they really want to do artwork. Mm-hmm. And they find that when they do law, they're not, they're not fulfilled. Right. But let's say they say, forget the parents, I'm going to go for what I want to do. I might have the ability to be a lawyer, but I'm going to go study art or do something art. And they find that they're fulfilled, they're happy. Uh-huh. We want to choose the role that makes us happy, that is right for us. Even right. though rationally, sometimes that might not make sense. And i got to tell you, sweetheart, when I started doing this work as a medium, I see dead people. I talk to dead people. Uh-huh. When I did that, I was working at a, a Paramount Studios, getting a, doing a contract administration job, paying a lot of money, benefits, and so forth. And I quit that in order to do mediumship, which I didn't know how I was going to get paid. I didn't know how I was going to do that. Uh-huh. But inside me, that resonated as truth. And I had to follow what felt right to me. And mm-hmm. I did. And that was a test of faith. And we all have those tests of faith yeah. every day. We've got to go with truth for us. It might not be true for another person, but truth for us. And I think about how you've thrived in this role, but you've also touched the lives of so many people by following that inner guidance and that inner yearning. And I think about how each person, if they do that, how it has this ripple effect. Yes, you're exactly right. That's why I'm on the show, because you're so smart. Um, <laughs> it, it has that ripple. It's exactly right. That's why I don't waste my time. Um, the rippling effect is so, so true. So when I, when I look at people, you know, I always say when I'm doing my readings, um, when I look at my audiences or workshops, I say, you know, I'm talking to dead people. I can do that. That's a, that's a phenomena. I uh-huh. can do the phenomena. And that's not hard. The hardest part is when I look at people and I see their gifts, their abilities, their beauty, and they don't see those aspects for themselves. Right. So I, I think we all have to realize that we're all unique in our own way. We're like diamonds. That we're like a snowflake. We're uh-huh. unique. No two are alike. Right. And each, if you have like a diamond, every experience, you could have facet of the diamond. There's another facet of that diamond. And right. we've got to look at that that way and have fun with ourselves. And, and that's really what you're saying, the rippling effect. When we start to love themselves, that, that energy of love not only goes within but around us and gets spread to every single person that we come in contact every day. Mm-hmm. So just think about that because I often uh, say that every day you have uh, teachers and students who come in your path. Right. So every day if, when you're walking around with a store, a Starbucks, or whatever it might be at work, and you have that energy of love all around you, every single person is a soul having this experience. We're all intuitive. The first thing we do is feel. So everybody starts sensing. You feel first. So you meet someone, you feel their energy without even consciously being aware of it. Sure. But, you know, you say, that's a nice person, that's a good person, or that's not a great person, or whatever it might be. We're feeling. Imagine when you have this loving energy all around you. you people will pick it up. People will feel it. And there's that, that sibling effect you're talking about. Right. And also, it's, it's really important because that's, of course, our natural vibration and resonation. And wouldn't that be amazing that everybody would feel that sense of self? Yes. Self-control, self-awareness, um, self-transformation, just by loving themselves. That, yeah, that, what a different world that would be. Uh, we're right? Gonna, what yeah. a different world. I know. Can you imagine? I mean, seriously, I, I think it's hard for me to imagine really what that would be like, but um, I'm, I'm game to try that. It's a possibility, Christine. It's a possibility because I wouldn't think of that or know that it didn't exist on some level. So mm-hmm. that, just on some level. And yeah. when I was working through that or looking at that, I also look at judgment. Because a lot of people's first step when they engage with people or, or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. the unknown, maybe judgment. It might be they judge it first. Uh-huh. And judgment to me is, is really a, um, a con- an issue of control because mm. judgment is fear-based. So right. if I can put that other person down in some way or that situation down in some way and I'm better than, 
that means we're trying to control that person or that situation. Mm. But judgment is fear-based, and we should not judge because, you know, we all do every once in a while, but, you know, we got to come down and realize that everybody's different. Everybody has a story. Right. Everybody has a reason. Everybody mm-hmm. has a purpose. And we got to learn from them instead of, you know, judging. What can I learn from that person? Again, yeah. are they my student or my teacher? And, and I think about when we judge other people, then we're probably even harsher judges of ourselves. Well, we're judging others because we're afraid. So we're not fully involved with who we are. Mm. And I often think that people that we judge or people that come into our space and that we have a hard time with, we got to look inside ourselves because they're merely a reflection of us. If mm-hmm. we're all the, the oneness connection, that we are part of the one, which we are, right. um, then there's an aspect of that person that is within ourselves. So we, like, like you said, we have to look within ourselves for that. Yeah. We're going to go to a quick break, but stay tuned for more with James Von Prague. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance. From the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On the Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Do you sometimes feel overwhelmed by your mind? Powerless when it seems to spin in worry circles or bombard you with self-critical thoughts? Do you want to learn how to master your mind and feel more in control of your life? Listen to Dr. Friedman's Empowerment Radio. Shift from confusion to clarity, self-doubt to confidence, and from anxiety to peace and balance. Dr. Friedman and his many guest experts share the insights and tools you want to live with greater ease, joy, and purpose. Tune in to Empowerment Radio every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing? Next time someone tells you, great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, 
how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com, and listen to the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific with host Sherry Clark. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. Um, you know, James, people are often called psychics. People are also called mediums. Um, I know you, you do both. But what's the difference between a psychic and a medium? Well, it's a good question. I'm glad you thought of that one. It's, hey, it's uh, you know, a lot of people just say that they say, oh, I'm a psychic medium. Like, okay, that's the term these days. But I find that there's such a difference in the two of them. And a lot of people don't know the difference between psychic and a medium. And there's very distinctual difference between the two. Mm-hmm. So everybody is psychic. Everybody's included from one degree or another. We're born with a sixth sense, which is a knowingness. We all have that feeling. We, we, we really were born with that because actually in the womb with our moms, we had to have a telepathic connection in order mm-hmm. for her to know things and what's feeding and sleeping and so forth. And, and, and so psychic, it's, it's an energy which we all have knowingness. We sense things. We feel things. We sense things about people. Um, places, times, we have that emotional feeling, if we are called our sentience, we all have that. And some people, it, it, the psychic impressions will come as a feeling or as a vision, uh-huh. and that's, that's psychic. But mediumship, every medium is a psychic, but not every psychic is a medium. So medium foundation has to be very, very psychic. But then when mediumship, what happens is you have to raise your vibratory rate. So you have to, um, it's called sitting in the power, raise this vibrational frequency that you're with in your soul cell, kind of pull up the human self to the soul cell, and I don't know if you've ever heard me say this, Christine, but I, I often say that as a soul, 20% is in the body, 80% is out of the body. So there's more of us outside the body than in the body. Huh. And I always say the human body is like the big toe to the soul, if you want to really look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? I love it's that. True. It's so true. It's like we're getting soaked up in the physical, and it's just a very small part of us. We're uh-huh. much more out of the body on those different levels than we are in. And so with mediumship, you bring yourself, kind of raise it up to that higher part of yourself, that, that aspect which is at a higher vibratory rate, and you speed up, if you will. It's almost going to your soul self. So when you sustain that power, that energy on a higher level, what's happening is the spirit people will lower their vibratory rate down to a level which they can then sustain, uh-huh. and they can send you, telepathically send you a thought, feeling, an emotion, a memory, um, uh, words, if you will, and they, they go from their mind to our mind. So it's the mind is the soul. So when it passes from their mind, their soul, they'll send it to the medium's mind. The medium will pick that up, whether it's a vision, a feeling, a uh, characteristic, or a memory, a scene that plays out. And they give that to the uh, person that they're working with, and that's a connection with the spirit world. It's a very different thing. So sort of on so an energetic you know, level, I'm, you guys have to meet halfway. Halfway, that's what's called medium. Yeah. 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 Medium means middle. And, right. and so, so when you're sitting there with somebody, and, and people who watch us who are listening, if you want to get a medium reading, make sure they give you details about the person that passed over, very specific details, not general. Like, oh, your aunt loves you. No, what mm-hmm. color eyes does she have? What's her occupation? So enough that you know that it's her, right? right. And so well, very many times a lot of mediums that are out there right now, they don't even know the difference between mediumship and psychic. So, um, you know, a medium will be talking to, okay, my, your uncle John is here, and he's like just 65 when he passed over. He had a you know, um, a bad leg, and whatever. and you go, yes, yes, that makes sense. And then it's the medium that says, and then he tells me, you're going to get a new job next week. Huh. Well, that's psychic. Right. So 
the medium power is dropping, and they naturally fall into psychic. And they'll thought, oh, I'm doing a reading or a medium. It's not, because then they fell down, fell down to the psychic, and they're giving the psychic work. Mm-hmm. And then they have to go back up to the mediumship. And a lot of mediums don't realize that when communication, like any communication, it comes in kind of like sound waves. There's a peak and there's a valley. And the peak is when you get all the information, and the valley is when it stops and you have to, you have to re-send it again. Uh-huh. So it's in that valley time that the medium has to relax and kind of sustain themselves and surrender more, and then the peak comes in and they have to open up to that again. Mm-hmm. That's really how it works. It's very mechanical. Uh-huh. And the psychic, it is not as much because it's just an easy read. It's like you're reading somebody. To me, that's very easy work. Uh-huh. But to me, I like the mediumship because that's really going at it with your mind, really expanding the mind. So... How how does being a medium help others? I know there's a variety of ways. Wow, there's so many different ways to see. You know, this. that's a question which can be answered for a long time for two hours. <laughs> so mediumship to me, based on my experience, number one, if we all realize that there is no death, uh-huh. then we can truly live life fully. We don't have to be in fear. And we realize our loved ones are not gone. They're around us, but in a different form. I often say that we are, uh, like Shakespeare that the uh, world is merely a stage and we're just players upon it. Mm-hmm. And I believe that to be true. And I believe those who pass out of the physical go on the stage as the behind the stage, the stage hands, the stage manager. Oh, I and love that analogy. Behind the scenes. Yeah. Isn't that a great one? It is. But from behind the scenes, because we haven't lost them, they're just behind the scenes working on us. Children that pass over, partners that pass over, you know, even animals. Uh-huh. Well, they, they do work on other levels to help us and assist us. And they will because they love us mm-hmm. and love the sort of bond there is. So number one, you realize there is no such thing as death. So right. you take away that whole stigma about death and mm-hmm. grief. I mean, yes, you miss the physical part of them, of course. That's a process that we all choose. But when you realize the overall picture that there is no death, that we fully live in love. The other part of which I'd like to talk to you about, which is really to me the most vital part of mediumship, if you will, or, or really just being spiritually awake, is the sense that um, when we pass over, one of the first things that happens is we all have a life review. Mm-hmm. And we become aware of our life we just lived from another person's angle. So, and we feel it 10 times, 20 times, 30 times stronger, the experience with another person. So, as wow. an example, say you go into a candy store to get something, and, and you're not in a good mood, you yell at the shopkeeper. Right. One turn, yell, puts them in a bed, and you yell at the, the co-worker, and the co-worker then goes from yell to the family member. When you pass over into life with you, you become that shopkeeper, and you feel that energy 10 mm-hmm. times, 20 times, 30 times, and then you feel the shopkeeper, and then you feel the family. And that's that what you called early rippling effect. You feel sure. your one thought, your one word, we're responsible for that and that and that and that. Uh-huh. So as we know, on the earth world, when we say something and we're not very happy about what we say, we probably should take that back. Imagine when you're in suspended space, another realm where there is no time, and all you have are your thoughts. It's a mental world, so all you have are your thoughts. Mm-hmm. That can be your heaven if you live a decent life, a loving life, or it can be your hell sure. if you hurt people. So if people realize that, on the physical world, that their thoughts, words, and deeds had a, a, you know, that there was a, an accountability, boy, wouldn't it change the thoughts of politicians, countries, right. and people? Wouldn't yeah. it be a different world? It would be a very different world. That mediumship to me is important, to get those two major things out. And, and I also think about those who are troubled thinking about suicide. I mean, let's talk for, about suicide, for example, of yeah. what happens when you pass over and, and what you experience based on the effect you've had on people. Well, it's really interesting because if you're, you know, as I said earlier, the mind is the soul, the soul is the mind. Mm-hmm. And we've got to be very aware of the mindfulness. We've got to be aware of what we put in our mind, 
there can be weeds with the garden out every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And so it's the mindset, mindfulness, mind, you know, right. just for the mind. So remember, this is our school for the soul. It's uh-huh. one, of the, one of many schools for the soul. And the earth world, you come back, we develop the mental body, the spiritual body, the emotional body, the physical body. Not always the same time, the same rate. There might be a, one lifetime you decide to work on the mental body. Mm-hmm. You have to go through some situations that maybe another lifetime you wouldn't handle well. So you, you chose not to. Or even suicide could have been from a prior life. And in fact, this lifetime, the same challenges to see if you've grown out of that, if you've expanded oh, more. Interesting. There, there are many reasons for suicide, not just one. There's so many diversified reasons. Uh-huh. Maybe the person has a, a brain issue, mental issue. Maybe there's an emotional issue. Maybe there's a sense of not believing, loving himself. So this, this, a suicide person can never be hurt. The soul will never be hurt. Mm-hmm. There are always those on the side to help them, to help them clear their minds, if you will. And, you know, suicide, I don't know, it comes in many forms. Drug addiction can be sure. suicide. An overdose can be a suicide. So mm-hmm. in some ways you have suicide every day, but maybe not leaving the physical body, but definitely we hurt uh, ourselves every day. Oh, yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. But when, when we pass over this, with a suicide situation, there's a lot of compassion and love. Um, and there are so many different cases of suicide. That, 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 I mean, it's just it's so different. I remember the first one I worked, one of the first ones, a boy came, a lady came to me, and I sat with her, and she, and I saw her son. I said, there's a boy named Peter. She goes, yes. Mm-hmm. And he showed me, from his point of view, what he went through. He went to the backyard, he put a rope over the tree branch, and he hung himself. Mm-hmm. And he showed me him popping out of the top of his head, and his first thoughts were, oh, my God, my family's going to find me like this. I'm so mm-hmm. aware of everything. And he felt really bad for the family members that were going to find him. Right. I find a lot of suicides have that. Yeah. If they're, you know, if they're okay in the mind. I mean, a lot of people go over and they're not good in the mind, you know. Mm-hmm. So they go to a clinic over there, like a clinic or a place, like a, a hospital, a spiritual hospital, we could say, that helps them with their mind and the matters of the mind and brings them back to that sense of love. And you realize it's just the lesson of soul that they go through. They're not what their mind thinks they are. They're not in the conditions of the earth anymore. They're in a very different place. So they'll realize they're still very, very much alive, more so than they were in the physical body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have to go back to those what they did because everybody has to be their judge and jury. But there's no uh, there's no harshness. There's compassion over there. Sure. It's all about learning. Did they learn the lessons through suicide? And no one's supposed to cut class early, by the way. <laughs> you know, we, we can't cut school. So we're going to have to come back and learn those lessons again if we didn't learn the first time. Right. Or think about this. this. This is a great one. Think about this way. Because I have to think one way about suicide, but now so many different ways. How do we not know that before the lifetime, that mm-hmm. that soul group, among that soul group, that many of those partners in the soul group, had to learn about the conditions of suicide and mm-hmm. the, and the um, actions afterwards of suicide, right. how to deal with that certain part of grief. Or what, so one of the souls might volunteer, say, I'll go through the suicide, mm-hmm. the rest of you can gain knowledge and awareness and expansion, and, and, and I can as well. Uh-huh. So that soul will volunteer. Oh, <laughs> that's yes. a possibility as well. I know on the other side you're thinking, oh, yeah, it'll be fun to go down to Earth and do all this. You know, there's chocolate and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Those physical things, that sounds great. Yeah. Right down there, it's like, oh, my God, we yeah. forget all about it. It's like, oh, right, why right. back? Yeah. So a, a, group, a group lesson, so to speak. We have to go to another it's quick break. Yeah, yeah. We have to go to another quick break, but stay tuned for more with the wonderful James Von Prague. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field or aura surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. 
Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofilm. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Calling all moms. It's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit empoweringenergy.com. That's empowering with letters N-R-G.com. Right now, ask yourself, how far are you from your dream? Are you closer today than yesterday? Entrepreneur and personal coach Deborah Rothschild brings the wit and wisdom to transform you into a new dynamic you. Tune in to the Deborah Rothschild Show, developing a dynamic you. To learn more about Deborah, visit thedebrashow.com. That's the D E B R A show.com. Tune in live every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on transformationtalkradio.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW, 1150 AM here in the Seattle area and Transformation Talk Radio around the world. Um, and if you are here listening in the Seattle area, I tell you, you do not want to miss an event coming up with James Von Prague. It's next weekend, and we'll talk more details about that in just a few minutes. There are actually a couple of events, and um, it's a rarity, so you don't want to miss it. James, you know, I'm fascinated by this notion of that we first of all that we've got guidance. I know we I know that many of us can feel that intuitive pulling and tugging, but you talk about how there are different types of guides serving different roles. Can you give us some examples? Right. Okay, sure. Um, so, you know, never, we don't do this alone. We never come down here alone. 
And um, there are guides that, uh, well, what are guides? Basically, they're, um, in part, well, they're spirit people uh-huh. who might have been walking on the earth or might have experiences on the earth, and they go to the other side of life, and they help other souls who come back in the incarnation and can, if you will, infuse them, impress them with certain ways of being, uh-huh. maybe a different thought about, you know, doing this thing, doing that thing. So career guides, let's say someone wants to go into mechanical engineering uh-huh. and there was a man that or a woman that passed over who had that expertise so their expertise in their field so they might choose to share that expertise with another soul who's incarnated and they might be there to impress them a certain way to do a certain thing with that mechanical engineering that they've already perfected mm-hmm. so it could be that so that could right. be a career guide there could be many times to see joy guides joy guides are usually children children that pass over or children who are over there and they usually around people who have a hard time um, having joy in their lives, uh-huh. having a, um, a sense of wonderment, if you will. And they send these beautiful, playful types of um, joy, if you will, the, the loving energy, to these serious people that lighten them up. There can be spiritual guides, uh, those those beings who um, want that soul to uh, evolve to in spiritual ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and there could be, uh, like when I first started mediumship, I had a doctor who was around me. Uh-huh. I had a scientist around me. I had another um, medium that was around me, but not, not as much as the scientists and the doctors, because they said they had to work on my endocrine system, and they had to be oh. careful energetically what was going on with me, and how they could open and expand my my work field, the fields around me, in order for the spirit people to communicate. So they had to work on my chemical that chemical balance, if uh-huh. you will, energetic balance. Interesting. So I, I have I have philosophy. We have philosophy guides. A lot of us have philosopher guides who help us to go deeply within ourselves and remember our true self, soul self. Uh-huh. So these are all examples of different types of guides, um, and we all have guides, every one of us. And so also, Christine, a lot of times, a guide is a family member that passed over. So uh-huh. many times they'll bring through a child who passed, who's a parent's guide now, uh, or a partner that passed. And my mother was a guide of mine. After she passed over, she became a guide. And I said, why are you a guide of mine? Uh-huh. And she said, I didn't feel I did enough for you in the earth life, so I want to do it from the spiritual side of life. Right, right. So, Yeah. Types of guides. And we can tune into them. But I have a great exercise, which um, when I'm doing the workshop next weekend, I'm going to talk about it. But one of the things I have people do is sit in the silence. Mm-hmm. So sit in a quiet space. We don't hear noise. No phones, no people, no nothing. You're just in the silence of your being. Stillness, if you will. Mm-hmm. Don't you be. And I, I say to sit in the closet. You know, sit in the closet because it's a place you'll be disturbed. And just sit. Sit for like 15 minutes, mm-hmm. 20 minutes. And just become aware of, you know, of your breath, but don't overdo it. And you'll soon become aware of how the around the field, the energy field around you, shifts or changes. And you'll feel the um, your guides or, or guides around you. You can even say to the guide or guide, you can say, could you please come to me and be, be behind me? They feel the difference in the energies between you. Uh-huh. So I know one is a, a healing guide, one is a, a career opportunity guide, right. one is a, a, a you know a spiritual guide. So we can do that. It's very subtle, if you will. Uh-huh. It's very subtle. And I like this analogy very much. It's like opening up your hand and trying to catch a feather. Right. If you try too much, you won't catch a feather to go around. Sure. But if you just put your hand and be still, the feather will land in your hand. Right. So it's so this, this, this like balance that. between intention and attention, the, the, the surrender, the allowing, um, and then exactly. observing. That's what you just said the words out of my mouth. Surrendering, yeah. just surrender, just go with the breath. You know, uh-huh. breathing. We just breathe naturally, you know, consciously. We, or actually, unconsciously, we breathe. But we can be conscious of the breath. Uh-huh. We in and out the same rhythm. So don't push the rhythm. Just let it be a nice, light balance. And sitting in that space, you know, it, it goes back to your soul self, and it, amazing things happen in that space. 
Mm, that sounds like a, a wonderful exercise. So it is. <laughs> it is. How do we learn to, to trust our sense of it? Take, take my workshop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, part one. Yes. I'll be teaching it. Um, so it, 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 it's a matter of awareness, it's a, a matter of um, just being still. So it's a matter of, it, it's really, first of all, making a commitment to do that. Mm-hmm. So if we can't make a commitment to sit quiet for 15 minutes, then there's something not right in our life. Uh-huh. What, what is it that you cannot devote 15 minutes of your life to sitting in a quiet, uh-huh. right? So that's yeah. the first question. We've got to get ourselves in that space being able to do it. And really, in a time right now we're living in, a lot of people find they can't do that. And so I would say, we're having a little issues here. You have to look at your life and say, what, aren't you worth 15, 20, half an hour of mm-hmm. uh, time sitting quiet? Why do you feel it's not, you're not worthy of that? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things there. Yeah. And once you get in that space of, you know, you're able to do that, I think it gives you an opportunity to go deeper within yourself and you have a relationship with yourself. It, it's really, I, I would relate it to um, taking the layers off an onion. You know, mm, one layer yeah. comes off. Yeah. And the other layer comes off. The emotional layer comes off. The physical light, layer, emotional, mental layer. Can I do this? Is this real? Is this not? So all those things come out. And, you know, again, we're still having human experience, not the other way around. So, mm-hmm. you know, we could say also that a way of going from our head, the critical part, if you will, the critical part of us, down to our heart, mm-hmm. which is the truth of ourselves, the heart self, the head to heart. Right. And in my mediumship course, I do that with people. I bring them to the head to the heart because... So many of us are in survivor's mode in the head. Yeah. Got to do this, got to get that done, got to be this way, got to, that we don't get to the heart self. And that's yeah. the, the number one point of loving self is going to where that love starts, to the heart. It's, the, it's where the soul is. It's tucked deeply behind the heart. So, James, I know you've trained many people and supported them on their own journeys to connect with that inner guidance. Um, do you yeah. have an example of somebody who has gotten some information or who shifted their lives based on that new connection? Oh, several people. I mean, the two I can think of right off the bat are uh, two mediums that I put on my website, uh, vampfrog.com. They were on the resources page, and there were students among. Uh-huh. And um, one was uh, Kelly White, and Kelly White was working for a very big refrigeration manufacturer, uh-huh. and she was doing a nine-to-five job, and, and then she had this major tra- uh, head trauma. And then after the head trauma, she became very psychic, very mediumistic, uh-huh. and, and, and she was telling her mother, listen, i I, I got to see this thing. And, my, and her mother showed her my book, Talking to Heaven, my first book. Mm-hmm. And Kelly read it, and she said, i got to meet him. Everything that he talks about, I'm experiencing everything. So I met Kelly and studied with me, and I recognized the ability she had. And uh-huh. I, it helped her, I guess you'd say, molded her, if you will. And she's an amazing medium now. And she gave up the, the 9 to 5 job. And she's also a psychiatrist, by the way. Psychotherapist, oh, wow. And so she has psychotherapy and mediumship. And she's finding in her practice, as I said about two or three years ago to her, I said, you know, people are going to want mediumship more than psychotherapy, uh-huh. but you certainly can combine them. And now, I just talked to her recently, she said, more people are coming from mediumship than the psychotherapy. Right. And we're finding that more people are integrating both, so a lot of therapists are integrating both. Yeah, and it, and it makes sense. I mean, you think about the unresolved issues with people, you know, who may have passed over. So you're trying to, oh, you're trying oh, to process that within the context of, say, therapy. How wonderful it would be to have somebody who's tapped in to that soul who's who's crossed over already, or, or else, and also going back to that, that awareness that you have as a medium, hopefully that you've developed and have that awareness of self of your soul. Because you know, through mediumship, it also mediums a wonderful way for the soul to expand. I would say that's the most important thing with mediumship as well is that you're really having soul expansion. You're developing your soul self, 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and the Sanaba medium is really a byproduct of that. But really you're developing your soul awareness. The true essence of, of true mediumship and developing it is sitting and being quiet for so many years of development, if you will, that you're really expanding your soul. And that's mm-hmm. worth that's worth the whole process, if you will. Another friend of mine, a good friend of mine, Janelle Campbell from Australia, she, um, her husband, we met on one of my trips. I do these little cruises or some kind of trip. Uh-huh. And she was there, and she was a student of mine for many years at Omega Institute in New York. And, and I didn't realize that she was following me for three or four years. And then she was in a mediumship class, and I called her up to do a reading, and she was very good. But I helped her with the school, and I helped her a lot. And her husband died today, which was my birthday, which was very interesting. Mm. And she got developed so quickly, and the awareness so quickly. Many times it takes a loved one to pass over in order for somebody to go on their path. Uh-huh. I, I hear about that a lot. Yeah. And, and I think that was set up in that soul agreement before we came back to the incarnation, physical suicide. One of the souls said, I want to get my path. Uh, so another soul right. said, well, I'll pass over, and that'll force you, you to say, oh, God, why did you do this? And it'll force you on your spiritual path. Mm-hmm. That happens so many times, Christine. Sure. So this lady did that. And the last time I was with Janelle, um, I had her stand in front of a group and show mediumship. I put a blindfold on her. I said, now I want to blindfold. Do not look. And I went to the audience. She had to get a contact from the spirit world. So let's say she got someone's brother. She named the name, had the contest conditions. Uh-huh. And there was no response to the audience member. I would, to the audience member, they put their head up or down, right, or sideways. Right. You know? And I would relate that. I'd say, yes, that makes sense. We know it doesn't make sense. And she'd get more and more. And then what she was doing was, I said, each time you get something right, I want you to walk toward the recipient. Now, she didn't know where the recipient was because she couldn't hear the voice. And I was on the side of the room. Mm-hmm. And she actually walked toward that recipient right in front of them. And that's then you may open your, your figure blindfold off. And that was a, that was a great one in yeah. that, you know, she had that ability, that raw ability. Right. But, of course, it took a traumatic event for her husband to pass before she opened up that. Same with Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, the head, head injury. Right. It doesn't have to take a traumatic event, but it also takes a sense of, um, looking within, going on your own journey, if you will, and quest- asking everything, questioning everything, and taking time to develop, not just rushing through it. And, you, and I, you I can't love this. Bypass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I love the fact that um, it's not. I mean, you are an exceptional, uh, a spirit in human form, James. And it's not just you who can tap into these things, and that's very I'm inspiring. Sorry, it's not, I said it's, it's not, not just not you just, who can who can no, do the mediumship no, no, no. or to tap it's, into. The, the, the soul level, and um, that is very no. inspiring. Thank you, Peter. I, and I did a lot of, um, you know, I did a lot of development, and I've talked to someone recently about mediumship and how it's changed now, because you're seeing a lot of on television, which is really not great quality mediumship, uh-huh. and the, a lot of these people just want to be famous. It's like, oh, my goodness gracious. Right. And, and then, unfortunately, the quality is dangerous, and it's dangerous to humans. It's dangerous to people, because... If there's no quality there, you can hurt people. You can hurt people very badly. Mm-hmm. And there are some people that are coming up now who don't realize that. Who don't take responsibility. They just want to be famous. Right. You know, Teresa Caputo put out there, someone wants to be another Teresa Caputo. It's like, uh-huh. You really can't do it that way. You've got to be fully baked before you go yeah. out to the public. But yeah. goodness sake, I-, I sat for seven years every Tuesday night for about two hours in development before I'd even do one simple reading because there was such a, a responsibility with it. And, and we have to, you know, that has to be there. And unfortunately, uh, you know, maybe it's the time we're living in, too, or things so fast and quick, but people want it overnight. Yeah. And it's just like, no, it's a process. It's just like our spiritual journey that we're on this, in this earth, this physical world. It's hard because it's a physical world. There's blocks, there's densing, denseness, there's so forth. And, you know, a part of me thinks, Christine, that, you know, our natural being, of course, is spirit, is a soul. Mm-hmm. And in that realm, we can 
think of something and materializes right away. Right. But then when we come back to the physical condition, part of us is like, wait a minute, I'm thinking of it. Why does it come right away? <laughs> right away. <laughs> right, right. Um, we have to go to another quick break, but when we return, we're going to be talking about James' events in Seattle. Uh, it's going to be September 27th and September 28th. Stay tuned for more with James Von Prague. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention, perhaps offering a message of some sort? As it turns out, numerical patterns and certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality, from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns, designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. Curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. Are you willing to challenge everything you've been taught about life and death? Join Angie Corbett Kuyper on her hit show, Beyond Grief Radio. Redefining loss and grief as Angie shares through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that creating anything is possible, even in death. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information or to listen to past shows, visit AngieCorbettKuyper.com. What is a brilliant culture and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. What does the word healing mean? Many think that healing merely means eliminating symptoms. However, based on my many years as a healer, I have a much broader perspective on the word. Healing can manifest in a variety of ways, including having physical problems resolved, becoming more emotionally centered, experiencing better relationships, gaining greater clarity, and feeling more spiritually connected. True healing always includes some level of transformation. Whatever form healing takes, there is one commonality, an improvement in quality of life. To me, the highest form of healing goes beyond aligning with wellness. It comes from recognizing our soul's voice and allowing it to speak through us. And in that sense, don't we all yearn to heal into our wholeness? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Welcome back to the Christine Epcher Show. You know... This hour with James Von Prague is flying by way too quickly. And before we go any further and run out of time with this wonderful conversation, I want to get into some details about the Seattle events. Now, James, next weekend, um, September 27th and 28th, you're going to be here in Seattle, right? Yes, I am. I'm doing a demonstration of spirit communication and then a full-day workshop. Oh, great. So 
Okay, so the evening event on on Friday evening, September twenty eighth, you are 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 doing the the kind of the presentation, and people will have an opportunity maybe to have a reading. Right? Yep, the twenty seventh, and um, yeah. and tell us a little bit more about the workshop. Yes, and the workshop's the twenty eighth, right? That's yeah. the workshop. Yes. So um, the evening of spirit is, is the evening is really me communicating with the spirit world and showing people how to do that and being and giving messages out, the phenomena of it, and a little bit of teaching. Uh-huh. And next to the workshop is all about psychic work, intuitive work, tuning to your intuitive self, your soul self, learning about the power of it within you. Uh, made a mediumship as well. So we'll cover mediumship, healing, and intuition, uh-huh. and philosophy. So we're going to do that next day. Oh, philosophy. Well, that sounds interesting because, I mean... Oh, people... yes, sweetie. I got a lot of philosophy there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, so this is not to be missed. If you're listening to the Seattle area... Um, you can go to vonprague.com, which is V-A-N-P-R-A-A-G-H.com, eastwestbookshop.com. You can get there as well. And um, I will also post it on um, my uh, Christian Upchurch professional page on Facebook. So don't miss it, Thank guys. You. Yes. Okay. So, James, um, <laughs> in, in this world, uh, this, this world, okay, we've, we've got all this shadow crap you know, that we're having to face. And you and I were talking in a break about how we may be experiencing the karma for America. Um, and I think that many of us who've been on our spiritual journeys, our psycho-spiritual journeys, we think, okay, we're, we're helping to create a better world. We're helping to create a better world. And, okay, here we are. What role does each of us have to play in the, the shifting of our planet? Well, it's very interesting, Christina, because a lot of people ask me that very similar question to that. You know, I want to change the world. How can I do that? And I say, well, you first have to change. You don't change the macrocosm. You first have to change the microcosm, mm. which is yourself. Yeah. And as you eloquently talked about before, the, the rippling effect, which is true, your thoughts become realized. Your thoughts have energy. So once you start change that mixture within yourself and bring it to love and fullness of being, and then you can help change the world. So how do we do that? Well, number one, have a relationship with ourselves. Mm. Find out we love about ourselves. Have joy within ourselves. Number two, try to change the energy around you. Like, let's say, around the people you meet every day. So if you're on an elevator and someone's there on the phone or they don't feel good, say, hi, how are you today? Mm-hmm. Or just change it. Bring a smile to someone's face. You're going to make them feel good. You're going to feel good. And it changes of energy. It brings to a higher vibration of love. Do that as much as you can, and it'll have an effect. Because you want to bring out love, and you will be loved. It comes back to full circle. And the other thing I say to people is, be, when you become aware spiritually, the best secret for me, well, I have not a secret, but the best insight, is to step back and be observant. Mm. Observe what's going on. Don't right. be pulled into the drama, yeah. but observe what's going on. Why is that person behaving like that? Okay, that's the way they're behaving, and this person's going to be, okay, that's the situation. Mm-hmm. Be observant of it. Don't fall into it. Yeah. If someone yells at you at an emotional level, they scream at you, don't scream back. Just stop. Take three breaths and just see where they're coming from. Maybe yeah. they had a bad day. Maybe they're releasing their someone else's toxic stuff onto you. Right. And that's a great opportunity to say, excuse me, but that's not meant for me. Uh-huh. And put boundaries up. Teach them about boundary work. Right. I think right. that's really the best beginning we can do to change things. Yeah. And I and I think that um, oftentimes people will get emotionally engaged if you know when we haven't yes. healed our our, our woundedness. Um, or we're stuck in, in this, you know, the 3D world here, we can get engaged in that way. But I think it's also helpful to get into the observer mode then as well. well kind of like, what's going on story. for me here, you know? Yeah, well, you know, Christian, that's a story. That's the story, the narrative that they use for so long. It's worked for them, whether a victim or a, the consciousness or uh-huh. suffering or whatever right. it might be. And maybe it's worked for them before, but 
it can't work anymore. You know, they got to say people got to take responsibility for mm-hmm. their world, for their own world. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm with this person now. I'm driving around, and this thing here, and the person was talking about, oh, my brother's hurt, my sister's hurt. This, I'm like, no, we can't talk about those things anymore because that's dense. Mm-hmm. We want to bring light. We want to bring light and happiness around us. We don't want anything negative. Anyone in your life that's negative, uh-huh. change to positive. Teach about positivity because that's what you want. The world, the world needs that. Right. You know, the world needs it. Now is a great, great platform right now to bring positive change. Mm-hmm. Not negative, not fear-based, but love-based. So does that mean that we're not supposed to observe that darkness or the fear? We can observe the darkness, but don't become the darkness. Mm. You can observe it. You can observe darkness around people or around, you know, people, uh-huh. situations. Right. But bring it light. Uh, pink light them. Send love to them. And on, on one of those levels of realm, love will penetrate. So, I mean, that's it. But you've done what you can. Don't get pulled into it. Observe it. Send them love. Send them kindness, compassion. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you bring more energy to fear and negativity, I'd say, this person's a jerk. It's bringing up, it's feeding the darkness. It's feeding that drama. It's feeding that fear energy. Mm-hmm. We don't want to do that. We want to counter effects like a fire that builds up. The more fuel we give it. But if you put water on it, it'll go out. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, because uh, love is a great waterfall from the heavens. <laughs> I love that analogy. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. I, and yeah. I, I love that we all have the opportunity to connect with our, our guides. And uh, I love that you are also teaching not only that, but teaching more about mediumship as well. Uh, and again, I want to mention your events. Okay, Seattle people, if you're listening Friday night, September 27th, that's a week from today if you're listening live, um, at Seattle First Baptist Church. It's sponsored by East West Bookshop. You can go to eastwestbookshop.com or vanprague.com, V-A-N-P-R-A-A-G-H.com. Also, a day-long workshop. You want to get more information. You want to have experiences working with James. Um, That's September 28th, uh, Seattle... First Baptist Church as well, sponsored by East West Bookshop. James, um, I always love having you here, and you are such a positive light in this world. I'm grateful you joined us here today. Thank you. Love visiting with you. Thanks, Christine. Really appreciate it. And thanks to Vinny as well. And thank you for joining us here today. Um, if you want to share this this show uh, by Monday, this will be on christineupchurch.com. Um, also, it ends up in iTunes and other places as well, including Transformation Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us here today. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com, where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions. Thank you.